the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's talk about a big event that we have coming up this Thursday, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. Steve Forbes was once recently quoted as saying, um, America faces an income and retirement disaster. Um, I'm not sure the word was disaster, but it was pretty close to uh, crisis, crisis. Let's bring in CFP, Chad Bird, to talk a little bit about income and retirement, 10 pillars of it Thursday night that you and I will be doing at the Doubletree by Hilton in Burlingame. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. When they do sign up, they get that 10 pillars of planning, income, and retirement PDF to kind of get over or see and digest all the topics that we'll be talking about. How are you, Chad? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Um so this event Thursday evening, do you think we are facing a crisis of income in retirement, or is that a little bit too much from Steve Forbes? No, I, I think it's it's very real. Um, I think that there is a, a big difference in terms of, you know, we're on the West Coast, so we're in the Bay Area, and certain parts of the Bay Area to be able to live there, you have to have a decent amount of money, and a lot of people, even in the Bay Area, they haven't even saved enough just to be able to remain retired in the Bay Area. So they may have to move to other parts of the country where it's a little bit cheaper. Um, 65% of the people out there don't have uh, anything saved for retirement. And so, I mean, we can go over statistics all day long, but the fact is is that, um, yeah, there is there is a crisis. I would call it a crisis. Uh, you, we went through the last 10 years where it was a difficult market environment because of two different bubbles. And... Uh, the good news is, is that this is America, and this is a place where there's a ton of innovation, a ton of opportunity, and you have options. You can retrain yourself to work a little bit, uh, to, to work a different job to make more money, to be able to save more money. You can work a little bit longer, and you can just get started, and that's really what a lot of people are going to need to do. 
So this event Thursday night that people can sign up for now in Burlingame. We don't get to Burlingame all that often in the Hilton. What are you know what's what's one of the pillars? What's one of your favorite pillars per se to look at? Well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's the most important one, and that's actually number ten. Uh, it's it's long term detailed cash flow projections. It's the most important one, and you know you might say, well, why do I have that listed as number ten? Because it's kind of one of those things to be able to do long-term cash flow projections, I've got to teach you one through nine so that you can make the right choices on Social Security. You can pull the right money out of the different types of accounts in terms of learning which accounts to draw from first. You can learn about the IRA income tax trap that hits when you're 70 and a half. And once you kind of go through those first nine pillars, then you can finally run detailed cash flow projections, which basically tells you things like, how long is your money going to last? Are you going to be able to draw more in three or four years when inflation starts to, you know, you start to feel the pain of inflation? Um, if you have real estate, at what point in your financial plan, 10, 15, 20 years out, you're going to have to start liquidating properties in order to maintain your liquid, you know, your cash flow and your liquidity. Um, it's, it's really kind of your long-term map. And uh, it's number 10, but it's kind of one of the most important things to say. Am I ready to retire or can I stay retired? So this is an event is for you know people that think they've already saved enough or they think that within 10 years they're ready to retire. These are you know 10 key things that uh, will really help you answer the question if you are ready or if you can stay retired. One of my big thoughts, and you and I kind of do similar things but slightly different, people come to me with questions where you're answering questions for people and solutions and put it in place. I'm seeing a lot of people in the Bay Area who are not setting themselves up for any income in retirement. Some have no nest egg. Some have their nest egg that will be their house. Um, but very, very few people that I actually meet really get that concept of, um, I live off a $250,000 income. I need to replace that in retirement. And most of the people, they're just not connecting the dots there, Chad. Do you find that this is a tough concept to digest and approach like death? Or is this too mathematical for people? Because I don't think it is. Uh, why do you think people don't seem to grasp the concept of income and retirement? Boy, boy, that's a tough one. Um, because there's those people that just didn't have the opportunity to learn about it. I mean, there's, there's just really until recently, I mean, when I was in school, there was zero education on personal finance. Now we have a certain colleges that are offering master's degrees in personal finance. Um, I, so I think of a lot of it's just lack of education and okay. people that grew up in a time that was really, really good versus their grandparents that, you know, are in their late 70s and 80s right now that might have uh, lived through the tail end of the Depression and saw times that are really, really bad and they, they really value the idea that for every dollar that you make, you have to save at least 10% for yourself. So pay yourself first is something that we all need to teach our kids and our grandkids. Do companies like Fidelity and TD Ameritrade and Schwab, companies that host your retirement account, do they help you decide where to draw from in retirement? Can they? Do they have enough of a staff that that, that could be expected? Um, well, I mean, they, they do have people there that are... Uh, you know, certified financial planners, but a lot of times they get frustrated working there because most certified financial planners want to be a fiduciary, meaning that 
they don't want to sell a house product, a house group of mutual funds or, or whatever. Um, and they get tired of the inability to really be able to do comprehensive financial planning. So you don't really want a certified financial planner that's tied to a big brokerage firm. They, they just they, they won't allow you to get into the weeds of tax planning and estate planning and things like that. It's really a more of a asset gathering position when when a planner is at a large firm versus a comprehensive financial advisor. So let's say we come to this event Thursday in Burlingame and we learn all that we can and maybe even decide to work with New Focus and Chad Burton. Um, what happens if you just don't have enough assets to get to 93 or you get enough assets to get to 93, but then 94, you're still kicking. What's, what's mm-hmm. plan B if you don't have enough assets? Uh, that's the great thing about, uh, you know, planning software is that we can run all sorts of what if scenarios, even right in front of a person that says, okay, what if you work two, mere, two years longer? Does that buy you three, four, or five years of cash flow and retirement? What if you reduce your expenses slightly or, or decrease your travel budget or sell your home and move to a different state that has no state income taxes? We can run all those different scenarios so that you can actually finally make a decision and, and know, okay, well, maybe in five years I'm moving to Arizona or maybe in 10 years I'm going to buy a spring and summer home and the state of Washington and then a winter home in Arizona because my house in the Bay Area is so huge. But a lot of times that, that scenario still has to be run because if you have a house in the Bay Area that has extremely low property taxes, you might not be paying as much income taxes in retirement as you are right now. So you have to make those decisions very carefully before you do something like give up your property tax base in California. Thanks very much. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can hear his show Mondays and Tuesdays here on KDOW AM 1220, talking financial planning at 2 o'clock Mondays and Tuesdays. You can come meet him and myself and Michelle Lerman Thursday, June 16th, 630 to 9 at the Doubletree by Hilton. We're going to be talking about the 10 pillars of retirement income planning. You can learn more about that event at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Pretty crazy to wake up Sunday morning to learn that the largest mass killing in the United States took place the night before. The firearm that the authorities said was used on Sunday in a mass shooting is a descendant of one of the most widely distributed and familiar infantry weapons and a type of rifle that has been involved in previous mass shootings, including probably the number three highest mass shooting of the kids in the elementary school at Newton. When you take a look at the Virginia Tech shootings, the Orlando shootings, uh, it all adds up to a, a lot of chaos and death and calamity. 
but it also, you know, the link in all three of them is mental health issues. Um, and that's worthy of note. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the gun or the mentally ill individual? And uh, terrorism aside, Saturday night will play out in the elections on some levels. Um, gun checks in the FBI will continue to be a conversation. Of course, gun stocks are going higher today. I was going to say gun stocks are shooting higher, but sometimes you just, your mouth, you're like, oh, I didn't just say that, did I? Uh, Sturm Ruger, one of the biggest gun makers in the United States, uh, up 7% today, based on the fact that people are start to have that argument of, let's take guns, let's make them stricter to get. And if they're stricter to get, the supply of them goes down and the demand goes up. We always want what we can't have. So anyway, lots going on with that. And on top of it, think about 50-plus people whose incomes will go away and if their family and loved ones needed that. The financial disaster that follows a personal disaster and tragedy. Let's try to lighten the tone a bit and bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Also host of Focus on Wealth, heard here daily from noon to one. Also, there's a podcast out there, but I don't know how to find that stuff. With that said, success factors for retirement. We've been talking you know, about how sometimes you want to uh, take Social Security late. You want to work a little bit longer. Uh, one of the things that I've seen uh, a family member do as he got older, he started spending more money, like as he got older, his spending went up. It didn't get lower. A lot of people think it goes lower, but he's like, I'm going to get a nice car. I'm going to put an addition on my house. And it, again, you could just see the inheritance you know, le- yep. leave. It's, it's, it's all going down the, the rat hole. Lack of projections. So you have a large amount of money and you get to that point in time in your life where oh, I'll retire once I have a million dollars. Right. And then you say, well, I got it. So might as well spend it because <laughs> you don't know how long it's going to last. Um, and then you get addicted to spending, addicted to having the nice things. It's just like when you're working. Some people are very cash flow rich and portfolio poor. So when he got to retirement, <clears throat> he kind of came into some inheritance mm-hmm. and he started spending it. Um, like he got one infinity, decided it was too small, went back to the dealer, said, hey, I want the bigger version of this. Got a second version of it. And he's like, oh, they gave me a good deal. I'm like, no, car dealers aren't giving good deals. No. They're not famous for giving good deals. Um, but like I said, he's spending all the money and it's all going to go. Um, so the younger generations who are surviving the older generations, you can't really count on inheritance. You're uh, silly if you do. I mean, it's really, I mean, unless you can tell me your parents going to be, you know, dead in the next year and in a nursing home for maybe that period of time. So you can calculate how much you'll have left of their $2 million. If you're that close and it's a terminal illness, maybe I'll put it in your financial plan. But rarely do our planners put any kind of an inheritance in the plan until it's actually in the account. Well, just to give you an idea, um, I've got a family member who she was always very, very religious. And after her husband died, she spent the last three, four years of her life basically meeting with a pastor almost daily. He would come by and check on her. And that's great. But then you start worrying, like, what if he talks her into transferring a couple million dollars to his church. Uh-huh. And you're like, you can't really, you know, you bring it up and grandma doesn't want to talk about it. 
Um, in the end, she didn't. You know, she gave a nice $25,000 contribution, but it wasn't $2.5 million. But And then family members start fighting about what grandma's doing. Mm-hmm. They take it all personally. Like, you know, <clears throat> even the one I was talking to you about the car and home edition, his brother-in-law is mad at him. Like, that's not how I would spend the inheritance. Um, <laughs> so people get kind of, I don't know, judgmental. Oh, they do, especially if they know now what you have and then they see how you change after you receive money. Well, there's another case, too. I've got some clients that were um, settling out their mom's estate and found out mom got sold a bunch of annuities over and over again by this insurance salesman. If you're 80 years old, there's not much of a reason for you to go out and purchase an annuity that's going to be six to ten years long. Right. It shouldn't happen. There's no reason for it. So this guy did that, made a lot of commission, ended up being uh, having a $30,000 um, uh, gift in this lady's will. So all of a sudden, the insurance lady, insurance guy, was in the will. Okay. Of mom. It's like you know, you hear about these things on 2020, and then I, every couple of years, I see it in real How life. How did that play out? How did it resolve? Um, he, basically, what I, I wrote a letter. Okay. And said, you better back out of this right now, or we'll be reporting you. And he did very quickly. Very quickly. I mean, he he would lose his license, go to jail. He had a professional designation, not a CFP, but if a CFP does something like that, they would be banned from using the marks forever. Yeah. <clears throat> Another um, inheritance story was a uh, senior citizen came into some money, a uh, pretty good amount, decides to go out and get like a 40-foot boat that you could live on. Thing is, the guy never had used a boat before in his mm-hmm. life. He just it, – it's crazy how people will throw millions and millions of dollars into projects that mm-hmm. – uh, weren't their life interests. So, another boating story. Okay, because boats aren't cheap to maintain. Well, they're not. But and I have I got a ride to the airport by cab driver, older guy, very okay. gray, looked like Santa Claus. Okay. Um, and so he he we we're talking. He was asking me what I do, why I go, you know, where I'm going, a business trip, do money management, financial planning. So yeah, well, my plan was to retire and live my boat down in the marina, but. What had happened is he was he was cleaning a railing, and he fell off his boat into okay. the water, and um, there was no ladder out. So he got to the side of the the dock. Okay. There was nobody around, and he was too weak to pull himself out of the water. Because he's got clothes on. Right, and so he's wet, pulled himself out of the water. So he was either going to have to shimmy around like a couple of boats to get to where the ladder was. Yeah. Um, nobody was helping him. He thought he was going to die. Wow. And he finally he's like. I've got to muster all the strength that I have. This is my last chance because he was trying over and over. And he finally was able to pull himself out. He hasn't been back to his boat since. Awesome. So he went back to work as a cab driver so he can move back into a normal house, which is going to cost more money because yeah. he's too afraid to be on the boat by himself now. That's good stuff. That's CFB Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can come meet Chad Burton and myself Thursday evening, 6.30 to 9, the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning event. Uh, What account do you draw from in retirement? Stocks that give you income in retirement. What you can do to maximize Social Security benefits in retirement. How to reduce risk about living your savings. Uh, This and much, much more Thursday evening, 6.30 to 9. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com.
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Pretty crazy to wake up Sunday morning to learn that the largest mass killing in the United States took place the night before. The firearm that the authorities said was used on Sunday in a mass shooting is a descendant of one of the most widely distributed and familiar infantry weapons and a type of rifle that has been involved in previous mass shootings, including probably the number three highest mass shooting of the kids in the elementary school at Newton. When you take a look at the Virginia Tech shootings, the Orlando shootings, uh, it all adds up to a, a lot of chaos and death and calamity. But it also, you know, the link in all three of them is mental health issues. Um, and that's worthy of note. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the gun or the mentally ill individual? And uh, terrorism aside, Saturday night will play out in the elections on some levels. Um Gun checks in the FBI will continue to be a conversation. Of course, gun stocks are going higher today. I was going to say gun stocks are shooting higher, but sometimes you just, your mouth, you're like, oh, I didn't just say that, did I? Uh, Sturm Ruger, one of the biggest gun makers in the United States, uh, up 7% today, based on the fact that people are starting to have that argument of, let's take guns Let's make them stricter to get. And if they're stricter to get, the supply of them goes down and the demand goes up. We always want what we can't have. So anyway, lots going on with that. And on top of it, think about 50-plus people whose incomes will go away and if their family and loved ones needed that. The financial disaster that follows a personal disaster and tragedy. Let's try to lighten the tone a bit and bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Also host of Focus on Wealth, heard here daily from noon to one. Also, there's a podcast out there, but I don't know how to find that stuff. With that said, success factors for retirement. We've been talking you know, about how sometimes you want to uh, take Social Security late. You want to work a little bit longer. Uh, one of the things that I've seen uh, a family member do as he got older, he started spending more money. Like, as he got older, his spending went up. It didn't get lower. A lot of people think it goes lower, but he's like, I'm going to get a nice car. I'm going to put an addition on my house. And, it, again, you could just see the inheritance, you know, le- yep. leave. It's, it's, it's all going down the, the rat hole. Lack of projections. So you have a large amount of money, and you get to that point in time in your life where, oh, I'll retire once I have a million dollars. Right. And then you say, well, I got it, so might as well spend it because <laughs> you don't know how long it's going to last. Um, and then you get addicted to spending, addicted to having the nice things. It's just like when you're working. Some people are very cash flow rich and portfolio poor. So when he got to retirement, <clears throat> he kind of came into some inheritance, mm-hmm. and he started spending it. Um, like he got one infinity, decided it was too small, went back to the dealer, said, Hey, I want the bigger version of this. Got a second version of it. And he's like, Oh, they gave me a good deal. I'm like, no, car dealers aren't giving good deals. They're not famous for giving good deals. Um, but like I said, he's spending all the money and it's all going to go. Um, 
So the younger generations who are surviving the older generations, you can't really count on inheritance. You silly if you do. I mean, it's really. I mean, unless you can tell me your parents going to be, you know, dead in the next year and in a nursing home for maybe that period of time, so you can calculate how much you'll have left of their two million dollars. If you're that close and it's a terminal illness, maybe I'll put it in your financial plan. But rarely do our planners put any kind of an inheritance in the plan right. until it's actually in the account. Well, just to give you an idea, um, I've got a family member who she was always very, very religious. And after her husband died, she spent the last three, four years of her life basically meeting with a pastor almost daily. He would come by and check on her. And that's great. But then you start worrying, like, what if he talks her into transferring a couple million dollars to his church uh-huh. and you're like you can't really you know you bring it up and grandma doesn't want to talk about it um in the end she didn't you know she gave a nice twenty five thousand dollar contribution but it wasn't two and a half million but and then family members start fighting about what grandma's doing mm-hmm. they take it all personally like you know <clears throat> even the one i was talking to you about the car and home edition his brother-in-law is mad at him like that's not how i would spend the inheritance um <laughs> So people get kind of, I don't know, judgmental. Oh, they do, especially if they know now what you have and then they see how you change after you receive money. Well, there's another case, too. I've got some clients that were um, settling out their mom's estate and found out mom got sold a bunch of annuities over and over again by this insurance salesman. If you're 80 years old, there's not much of a reason for you to go out and purchase an annuity that's going to be six to ten years long. Right. It shouldn't happen. There's no reason for it. So this guy did that, made a lot of commission, ended up being uh, having a thirty thousand um, uh, dollar gift in this lady's will. So all of a sudden, the insurance lady, insurance guy, was in the will okay. of mom. It's like you know, you hear about these things on twenty twenty, and then I, every couple of years, I see it in real How life. How did that play out? How did it resolve? Um, he basically what I, I wrote a letter okay. and said, "You better back out of this right now, or we'll be reporting you." And he did very quickly. Very quickly. I mean, he he would lose his license, go to jail. He had a professional designation, not a CFP. But if a CFP does something like that, they would be banned from using the marks forever. Yeah. <clears throat> Another um, inheritance story was a uh, senior citizen came into some money, a uh, pretty good amount, decides to go out and get like a 40-foot boat that you could live on. Thing is, the guy never had used a boat before in his mm-hmm. life. He just it, – it's crazy how people will throw millions and millions of dollars into projects that mm-hmm. uh, weren't their life interests. So, Another boating story. Okay. Boats aren't cheap to maintain. Well, they're not, but and I have I got a ride to the airport by a cab driver, older guy, very okay. gray, looked like Santa Claus. Okay. Um, and so he, he, we were ta- he was asking me what I do, why I go, you know, where I'm going, a business trip, do money management, financial planning. So yeah, well, my plan was to retire and live my boat down in the marina. But what had happened is he was he was cleaning a railing, and he fell off his boat into okay. the water, and um, there was no ladder out. So he got to the side of the the dock. Okay. There was nobody around, and he was too weak to pull himself out of the water. Because he's got clothes on. Right, and so he's wet, pulled himself out of the water. So he was either going to have to shimmy around like a couple of boats to get to where the ladder was. Yeah. Um, nobody was helping him. He thought he was going to die. Wow. And he finally, he's like, I've got to muster all the strength that I have. This is my last chance because he was trying over and over. And he finally was able to pull himself out. 
he hasn't been back to his boat since. Awesome. So he went back to work as a cab driver so he can move back into a normal house, which is going to cost more money because yeah. he's too afraid to be on the boat by himself now. That's good stuff. The CFB Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can come meet Chad Burton and myself Thursday evening, 6.30 to 9, the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning event. Uh, what account do you draw from in retirement? Stocks that give you income in retirement. What you can do to maximize Social Security benefits in retirement. How to reduce risk about living your savings. Uh, this and much, much more Thursday evening, 6.30 to 9. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. Pretty big article today in the New York Times on Silicon Valley and the cost of living and calls to limit soaring rents. That's that's brutal. Um, like brutal honest, brutal attack or brutal something. It's pretty harsh. After years of punishing rent increases, activists across Silicon Valley and San Francisco Bay Area are pushing a spate of rent control proposals driven by outrage over, you know, soaring housing prices and fears that the growing income gap is turning middle class families into an endangered species. Um, These campaigns, if successful, will lead to the largest expansion of tenant law since the 1970s. You know, in the national picture, tenants' rights and housing advocacy for the poor has been pretty sleepy for several decades. Really, really good article at the New York Times on this. Uh, now, we all live in what I would refer to as special cases. Like, you fine, you want to do that in New York, but not in my city. Um, we're different here. The Bay Area has got a lot of growth tied towards technological industries, which drive housing costs into the stratosphere and a California initiative system that allows citizens to put proposed laws on the ballot pretty quickly and pretty easily. Uh, but we have also the luxury or the, the state of California has a history of being at the forefront of populist uprisings that spread across the country, and rent control movements have already popped up in other high-cost cities like Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. In 1978, Prop 13 sharply reduced California's property taxes Uh, which led to a nationwide tax revolt. Uh, The state government has adopted one of the nation's most expensive minimum wage laws at 15 bucks statewide. So trying to reflect a populist tide against income inequality. Really good article. And one of the big faults of high rents right now is Prop 13. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, to talk a little more real estate. Welcome in, Tony Mendez. Tony and I go way back. He's someone that I trust. He's someone I've done loans with in the past. He is my lender. You can find him online at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. I am in my world of the stock market, of companies and picking stocks and the economy and interest rates as tied towards borrowing costs for corporations. You, on the other hand, see things a little bit differently. I don't see everything you see. And like an FHA loan, 
I don't even know what it is. What's it? Sta- what is it? Federal Housing Administration. Okay. It's, it was started back in the 40s to help low-income and low-credit borrowers get into housing. It was an initiative, uh, and it's still around. It's, it's now slowly becoming or fast becoming the new subprime. Subprime is gone. Those are those tricky loans, the stated income, interest-only, and negam loans. FHA kind of replaced that. It's also a low down payment program. You can put as little as 3.5% all the way to $729,000 loan here in the Bay Area. So it's a tool that people use when they have um, a lower a lower income, lower credit scores, and lower down payment. It's not always the best tool to get into real estate, especially if the market's going to be flat or you think your job might go away sometime soon or you might decrease income or lose some income from a family member if they get you know have a child, for example. Um, but there are some advantages to it. You, know, you can get gift money from okay. a, a couple other places. You can have non-occupant co- uh, co-borrowers, meaning you can have your parents help you co-sign. Wait, 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 wait. Let's do the first one first. Gift money. What is gift money, and how does it tie to an FHA loan, and why is that a good thing? Um, gift money is gift from a family member, for okay. example. And you can do that in most cases with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, your regular conventional loans. But all of the gift can come from your family as opposed to having it to put in a 5 or 10% in the Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Um, gifts are, are a good thing, I, I think. And it's a way that you know families help each other out. Um, but it's it's still my goal that no matter what, I do on a real estate transaction. I always try to get 20% because the extra down payment that you put in is going to get rid of that mortgage insurance. And it's all about the rate of return. With FHA has a high mortgage insurance. And this is the, the con to FHA is not the con, meaning it's a, it's a scam. It's the, the pro and con is mortgage insurance for FHA has gone up year over year over year since 2006. It's over one and a quarter right now on a monthly basis. And that's planning on going up again. And they're about to change the rule about keeping your mortgage insurance for five years and then being able to eliminate it once you hit 78%. It's called now life mortgage insurance, life of the loan mortgage insurance. So it's becoming a lot more expensive to use FHA. It has regained popularity recently, but it's, it's probably going to go away. FHA has been having some trouble keeping their balance sheet straight. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit FHA. That's a product. I don't know it. I trust that people like you know all the products out there. Um, you one time showed me something called Loan Sifter that you punch in someone's name, address, income, and it basically starts telling you, you know, who will loan this person how much money. Uh, do I need to know about FHA, or do I just need a good lender who knows about all the programs out there? If you have, if if you're in a product, uh, buying a house or refinancing, and your loan amount is conforming, meaning it conforms to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and you have at least 10% equity, you don't need an FHA loan. You can, you'll still get a mortgage insurance, but it'll be a lot less lowering, but your rate might be a little higher. But your mortgage insurance will drop off at a certain point as opposed to FHA. Um, I think if you were to do normal payments on a 3.5% down, you're looking at over seven to eight years of keeping mortgage insurance as opposed to somebody who gets bonuses. Let's say you get a, uh, you're looking at the difference between FHA and a conventional, and you have 10% down. Should you use FHA or should you use a conventional? I'd use conventional if you had a way to get that loan balance below 80% of the original appraised value because your MI will drop off. FHA, you have to keep it a minimum of five years. The new proposal will make you keep it for the life of the loan. Yeah. Like I said, Like I said, when we started this segment, there's some things that I don't know. I'm actually kind of glad I don't know all those thoughts on FHA. You know, I get the low down payment. I get the, the rate, same as a conventional, but it's too much for me to retain. 
I'll give you a reason why you'd want to use FHA. If your credit score was 640, yeah. you're going to have a much higher rate if you use a conventional. But FHA has a flat, a flat rate for whether you have a 640 or an 800 score. So that's another reason to use FHA. Got it. That's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. If you're shopping for a home, you're going to need to shop for a loan. Contact him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, we have an event coming up Thursday evening in Burlingame, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning, CFP, Chad Burton, and myself. Tony Mendez will be there, as will Michelle Larman. It's quite a gathering of financial experts, Doubletree by Hilton in Burlingame, California. You can sign up for the event on income and retirement planning at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. It's five bucks. All that goes to a local charity. Um, and it's not that much money, if you know what I'm saying, uh, considering there's also wine and cheese there. So you will be taken very good care of, in my opinion. Uh, talking a little bit more real estate, we have to build more housing, and we're not. We're kind of dragging on that. And there's tales of eviction spreading and landlords raising prices to the limit as much as they can. Even people who acknowledge rent control's problems argue that it's still the best instrument to help middle-class families and lower-paid service employees who can no longer live close to work build more housing. So until we get there, until we get the time and the effort put into building more housing, we keep losing people in communities. Um, I can tell you the community that I live in, you know, condo after condo after condo is, is going up. And the people who own single-family homes hate it because, you know, people pay for square footage and they don't need a yard. So there's that going on. It's so angry in the Bay Area at this point in time, in a good way, that Google employees routinely show up at city council meetings to speak out about rents and evictions. Um a group called Mountain View Tenants Coalition is collecting signatures for voter initiatives in hopes of putting rent control on the November ballot. So one of the spokespeople for this coalition is a 29-year-old Google employee who works in ad sales. I see people who, you know, I look at my own home and I see, you know, who can afford that? Uh, there was a home on my street that was listed for $2.8 million dollars. And in order to afford that mortgage payment, Lord knows, like, what are we looking at? You could afford a home that's roughly two and a half times your salary. So we're looking at someone making about $6 million, $7 million to buy that home. How many jobs out there can do that? Now, again, that person who's, ma- who's buying that home probably has been in, he's probably going to be 50 years old minimum and had a, a career that's been investing in real estate and stocks and you know, has grown his income through the years, or maybe inherited it. But it's not someone who could afford it based on their current salary, based on first-time home buyer. So it's not a, it's definitively not going to be a first-time home buyer. First-time home buyers in my neighborhood are probably limited to townhouses or condos, um, for the most part, or two very high incomes. Rent control is incredibly rare on a nationwide level, and it's generally left over from decades-old laws for urban areas of New York or California or New Jersey. So what we're talking about from this New York Times article is there's a lot going on, and tenant laws will probably see a massive revamping in the next 
two to five years. Um, rent control exists for a reason, and it's because someone gains from it. The question is that the best policy for achieving such ends of what we want? And the answer is predominantly no, according to economists. You can read this article at nytimes.com. You can come meet me at the Ten Pillars of Retirement Income planning event, Thursday, June 16th, from 6.30 to 9 at the Doubletree by Hilton, talking about outliving your savings, talking about Social Security, talking about accounts to draw from, talking about stocks to invest in to give you income, and much, much more. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. And when I say anything, I do mean anything. We could talk about movies. Um, you know, Disney just released the trailer for the movie Mona, and if you study Disney, they tend to do very, very well over time. Um, I always find it an interesting company to look at, an interesting company to study. Taking a look at some of the other top stories, uh, and Mona's coming out late November, I want to say Thanksgiving. Uh, If you remember Frozen, they did quite well with that movie, and uh, that played out into Zootopia doing quite well. Um, so lots going on to take a look at. Top stories also out there today include Microsoft's buying LinkedIn for $26.2 billion. Other companies um, are kind of following that, hired Twitter and Yelp, thinking, hey, we got, you know, users on our uh, social media platforms. Apple is about to reveal how serious it is competing with Amazon and Google on artificial intelligence you're going to see at the Worldwide Developers Conference, which kicks off today in San Francisco, a lot of key company signature product keynotes. Um, a lot of people think Siri opening up for developers is going to be one of their big announcements. Facebook threatens to delete your synced photos if you don't download their new photo app. So Facebook has decided on quite the way to convince people to download moments by threatening to delete thousands of photos if you don't. Lovely. I know a lot of people think of Facebook as, hey, they'll put all my kids' pictures on there, and therefore I can delete what's on my phone. Good luck with that. Um, And if Facebook's ready to pull this jerk of a move, I think YouTube down the road will probably think of, like, why are we storing everything for free? Um, Apple has licensed themselves to become an energy company. Obviously, they've got an $850 million solar farm, but this also license could be bringing up into the question of if they're working on an electric car and potential charging stations tied towards it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Uh, Fed meeting this week. Uh, it was all but thought that they were going to raise interest rates a couple months ago. And the last month of data just hasn't been what they need it to be. So what will they say? And do they raise interest rates? I think raising interest rates would be a bit of a surprise at this point in time, but maybe not. So 
Uh, Smith & Wesson shares are jumping 11%. Sturm Ruger are jumping 8%. Gunmakers have rallied after previous mass shootings uh, that revived the debate of tougher gun control laws. At, at what point in time? I mean, we jumped from the Virginia Tech to, which was horrifying, 30-plus students, all of their life ahead of them. And then you jump to Newton Elementary, and, you know, uh, you see kindergartners and first graders subjected to terror. In this case, this weekend, 50 plus, 49 plus, and 53 injured, 49 dead, uh, just out for a night of, of dancing. Uh, lives cut short. So, a lot of people are pointing to the fact that there's some evidence that the oil rally may have peaked from what we're seeing in economic data coming out of China, worthy of note, especially if you own oil stocks, especially if you're trying to be a trader. The Conjuring 2 was a big winner at the uh, movie theaters this weekend. Brought in 40 plus million dollars. Warcraft brought in 24 million, and Warcraft was a 160 million dollar movie. Now you're saying that sounds like a disaster. Not quite. A lot of people in Asia have, have pushed uh, Warcraft into over $200 million. So I don't know. At what point in time does a $160 million movie make money at a $200 million price tag? Because the accounting in uh, cinema, in media, it can sometimes can be quite interesting to say the least. Um, so the good news is that The Conjuring 2 was a sequel, and it's been a bad year for sequels with Alice Through the Looking Glass Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's good news that The Conjuring 2 um, did pretty well. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Every kiss begins with K. That company's in trouble. Um, I don't understand people throwing down ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on a wedding ring. To me, it's, it's ludicrous. Uh, love each other. <laughs> love each other with all your hearts. Don't go into debt to love each other. So a bunch of K Jewelers customers have said, ultimately, that after sending their engagement rings in the company for a repair, the rings didn't come back the same. They didn't sparkle as much. One woman said a small imperfection or stone was gone. She loved that imperfection. So people were getting their rings back, and they're alleging that the diamonds were swapped out. In some cases, the customers found out that new stones they had didn't have the same serial numbers as the ones they had purchased. So, worthy of note. So, um, for their part, Signet, which is the company that uh, owns K's and like a Zales kiosk and Jared, uh, the good news for them is that so far they're saying every year we've got millions of transactions and millions of repairs we're processing in our stores. We're going to tell that line is that's the, and we stand we're, we're going to defend that as best we can. So, good luck for that. Uh, not only do they sell you an overpriced rock, but they swap them out on occasion for underpriced rocks. But they also have a credit facility in-house to help you buy that jewelry. And that facility is growing. It used to finance 52% of all purchases. Now it finances 61%. Um, their loan portfolio is pristine. It's got a lot of performing assets. So not a lot of non-performing. So anyway, we'll see where that story goes. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big retirement income planning event this weekend at the Double Tree by Hotel. Not this weekend, this Thursday. Thursday, June 16th, 630 to 9 in Burlingame. You can sign up for the event, meet CFP Chad Burton, meet myself, meet Michelle Lerman. We're going to be talking about income and retirement um, estate planning as well, Social Security, outliving your savings, stocks to invest in, low interest rate environment investments, why you want to avoid annuities, and much, much more. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.